0: And today we're going to see more about how Boaz is basically like a picture of Jesus who redeems Ruth. She's a childless widow, so there's not much of a future for her or Naomi. Uh, But Boaz is going to make sure the family carries on and the inheritance is secured. And he's going to take care of the land, the finances the day-to-day living so that they can prosper, which is basically what Jesus is doing to the church and, to, and making sure happens to the church right up until that final day where we each get a piece of the everlasting land. Um, And so Naomi is gonna do a bit of matchmaking. So children, don't know if you wanna draw like two people dating, and if you don't know what dating is, you better ask mum or dad quickly. Um, because Ruth and Boaz are about to fall in love. And we know that all romances in the Bible, when they're done properly, become a picture of Jesus and church. Um, the male marrying his bride. It's all, And the best marriages on planet Earth are supposed to reflect the humility, submission, guidance, security between... Uh, that happens between the male and the female, Jesus and the Church, but there's a great verse to start. So children, do a picture of um, uh, Ruth putting on her makeup, doing her hair and lippy, um, because we get to this verse in verse three, and it's sort of one, sort of a verse against like tree hugging. Hippies who think, oh, natural is the way that God thinks we should always be. <laughs> I mean, is this even worth talking about? Like, you know, yeah. Anyway, just read this. So this is Naomi getting Ruth ready to meet Boaz. Wash and perfume yourself, and put on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know that you are there until he is finished eating, and drinking so as ever church <clears throat> is supposed to present herself spotless uh, to the divine husband to the redeemer jesus and uh, you know we're told to get ready and become holy as if like without any blemish or spot on our character and all that and uh, here it's reflected in ruth putting on her hair and lippy So um, forget all that, oh, God loves me as I am. I never need to make an effort for my spouse or anything. And now I'm part of Christian life or marriage. I can just entirely let myself go in every single area. (laughs) Naomi is like, Ruth, do yourself up. Make an effort. Get washed. Teenagers in Park End Church, make sure you wash. Um, I've got a book written for pastors and they're told. If you've got a BO problem, half your congregation aren't going to want to come to you for pastoral help. <laughs> and if, like, you're giving pastoral adv- advice, but you haven't brushed your teeth for a month and you stink out the whole room, that like, you can forget it. People aren't going to come to you. And he- <laughs> here's, I don't know why I find it so funny, but it's a biblical truth. Make an effort. I might have just got sacked from Park End. The letter is being written right now. But the thing is, it is a reminder that church is to keep making an effort for Jesus, um, even after marriage. Keep going. And I'm well aware I'm saying that as one who who looks like Basil Brush has been sleeping rough. Now, I look like Beaker from the Muppets, and I've been sleeping rough for about two months. But believe it or not, I've actually made an effort for this morning service. This is the best <laughs> I can do. This sermon's gone right off at the start, but it is an important principle. Don't become um, a lazy slob, not for your work, not for church life, not for your family life, it can, if it can be helped. Anyway, I'm going to read now 7 to 13, because Ruth, com- uh, Naomi comes up with a really odd plan. Here it is. So children, you're drawing like matchmaking, maybe something from this. Little incident now you can add into your pictures. Here's seven to thirteen again. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night something startled the man and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman-redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all that you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character, although it is true that I am near of kin there is a kinsman redeemer nearer than i stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to redeem good let him redeem but if he is not willing as surely as the lord lives i will do it lie here until the morning bit of a strange plan for them to fall in love with each other by naomi but she basically says wait for him to fall asleep with a full tummy and crawl uh, by his feet and she basically says he'll know what to do when he wakes up and you're there i guess she knew that boaz would keep things pure and above board and he'd be self-controlled and he wouldn't do things that you're not supposed to do until you're married so verses seven and eight um, he's sleeping verse nine ruth wants him to do his role as a redeemer and basically she wants to get married he obviously knew that she was a godly person and didn't want to make it like a sleazy relationship or force each other to do things that you shouldn't be doing um children as you grow up old and um if anybody wants you to do things that you don't want to do just slap him in the face and run away Um, Or just run away, just run away. What has that got to do with us uh, today? Um, Well, verse 1. One day Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you will be provided for? So God's will and purposes and church life is continued and it grows and it is is established through careful planning um and thoughtful praise. So I don't know where you want to be this time next week, but to become more like Jesus, to become more involved in church life, to turn from sin and um that dark world that we've been rescued from, to become a better student, work colleagues, um, parent, grandparent, church member. We have to plan our route. The will of God is always accomplished through people, through church, just using their noggin and looking to him and then planning. So um, I know there are children watching. And like this marriage that you've drawn can be a picture of lots of things. We've got some students in Park End Church. If you want to end up unemployed when you're older children with no job and no money and sponging off the government and just whinging all the time, just don't do anything. Just sit back in your room all day and do nothing. But remember, that is the exact opposite of what Naomi does here for Ruth to flourish as a member of the church. Um Just don't plan anything and then the devil will get hold of you and your lazy routine and we can all end up like that. So I don't know what your plan is this week, but it should be to be more like Jesus. And he wasn't lazy. Um If you, like we've all been doing our gardening um, a bit in lockdown, haven't you found that weeds are easy and gardens take work? And... This garden of Ruth and Boaz's flourishing relationship uh, takes work and planning. Weeds are easy. Gardens take work. But everyone prefers a garden and human beings are to be flourishing gardens in the image of Jesus. And that takes routine, diligence, prayer, planning. John Piper, the preacher, once said, Uh, People who feel like victims don't make plans. Uh, But here, Naomi is still fighting for life. She's had the toughest time ever. She's lost so much, but she's still fighting. Because self-pity is a killer. It is a killer. So much self-indulgence comes from that. Um, So all of us as church members... If we want ourselves and our children to be unselfish, to respect the Lord and authority under him, like teachers, government, police, if we want to be hard workers and respectful, we must take control this day onwards. No good friend or parent says, do as I say, not as I do. And Naomi isn't doing that here either. Just on a personal note, um, if there are any members of Park End uh, listening at the moment, the eldership um, during lockdown have given their free time to diligently keep the church running, check up on people, um, see how they're doing, do deliveries, uh, call in, socially distantly calling in, seeing people are okay, ringing around hospitals, Um, the media team have uh, basically done all my work for me because I'm really lazy, like you're not supposed to be. And do take time to thank the Lord for church life and all the Naomi's in your life and in my life. Children, maybe start a new sheet or a new bit of Lego of hard-working church members just doing jobs for Jesus. I'd like to see that. If you're on the edge of church life and on the edge of commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, basically you're going to stay there forever until you just actually say, "Um, now today I'm going to make plans to serve him more in my life. And be a better church member or join the church of God and turn from life without him to life with him now. It's got to start now. The other thing that we can learn uh, from this passage is um, if we are going backwards with the Lord and old habits have come back, which can happen to us all, or we're lacking love. For Jesus and his church um, one thing that happens here is there's a break from an old way of life as a person begins to surround herself with new company with godly company because church members can really stir um, each other up spiritually so choosing Jesus is often choosing church family over non-church family and and we're to spend less time maybe with people who are just bringing us down. Maybe just for a while before we get back on our feet and then we can re-enter that world and be a better witness. Um. In verse 9, Who are you? he asked. I am your servant Ruth, she said spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a kinsman redeemer ruth wants him to do his role as a redeemer and get married he obviously knew she was pure in her intentions and not about physical relations because nothing happens but there's this term here this is the danger of only having one version of an english bible because they all get things wrong at times um One version says, please spread your garment over me. Another one says, please spread your skirt over me. Now, God uses that term in Ezekiel about protecting his church with like his covenant love. But the term also means in other versions, and this is a bit better, the same as chapter 2, verse 12. I'll just read it. Um, May the Lord repay you for what you have done may you be richly rewarded by the lord the god of uh, the god of israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge and don't be bound by one version of the bible i think wings is the best one here ruth had said to boaz have i found, found favor in your eyes or why and boaz says because you have come to take refuge under the wings of God. That is essentially the heart of that interaction. Um, So here's what's going on in chapter 3. Ruth has told Naomi about Boaz and his kindness and his words. The more they ponder it, the more they become convinced at his subtle loving interactions towards her and that he is becoming like Jesus to her. And so what Boaz essentially means here, because you are taking refuge under the wings of God, you've joined church family, you are the kind of woman that I want to cover with my wings. So she's dropping like a sneaky wing hint uh, to let him know she's thinking spiritually. Her heart is now on godliness and a godly relationship. Because what you'll find in life is the people who you've got Jesus in common with become your closest friends and family. So, bullet points to close. All of us in church are to be more and more like Jesus this week. We're to be holy and spiritual, not lazy sleazebags. Anybody who thinks this is like two loose women uh, finagling to get a man into bed or on another planet. This is the spirit at work through practical, holy, above-board, happy steps. And we, in speech, heart, word, and deed this week, are to grow and are to be above-board. We're to plan our family life, our work life, around church and the glory of God. Sometimes we're going to have to remove people. Sometimes we're going to have to remove programs, books or apps and sleaze, which is hindering us from the Lord really working out his purposes in us and for us to enjoy Jesus more second thing we can do is to try and encourage and foster godly friendships this week um and as a group help each other flourish spiritually like happens between these three here um you gotta love like the end that we read there where boaz is like there is someone else who's got a claim but let's work on that tomorrow so there's a Prior claim on you, Ruth, to secure your future. And I can't proceed with this relationship until I've been above board and things are settled with him. So picture it. They're out. The stars are overhead. He loves her. She loves him. She's under his wings and it all stops there for the sake of righteousness and to do things above board. What a man, what a woman, with their eyes on church inheritance and growth. And the heart there is self-control and godliness. So seek out people who will bring that out in you. We are in a country today that says, if it feels good, just do it. Don't look to God. Don't look to the Lord or church. That's just a shackle. Break from that stuff and like just forget guilt or puritanical principles of chastity and faithfulness and friendships. Forget all that stuff. That's the UK today. But here, the morning comes and it lightens up the purity of this friendship which is involved looking to Jesus don't be like the world let's be like Boaz let's be like Ruth who yes they're profoundly in love um, but they are committed deeply to church life redemption and honoring the Lord so there's a ton of stuff there for us this week to turn from ways of death To be more like Jesus and church. To those watching, um, we will end with our eyes on the priest again. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. It was the same then, it's the same now. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. May his name be on us tonight. And if you're up for it, we will see you back here at 9 p.m.